for her. And I walked in, I handed her the mail and she was like, thanks, Daryl. And that's how like, I'm like, just brought her in like that. Oh, she called you Daryl. Yeah. Like we, and I'm like, there's a character here. Welcome to the Costello coaching podcast, where we talk about developing the human within the athlete. My vision is to enhance people's performance in all aspects of their lives. I hope you enjoy. Gallon, let's start granny. <laughs> granny. All right. What do you, what do you got for me with granny? <laughs> okay. What is granny like at when you, when Gatlin Didier is 12 to 14 years old? 12 to 14. She is not the granny that everyone sees on like on social media. She was a really kind of like, I'd say she was a very strict, stern grandma, um, but very loving, but in her own kind of that old rancher way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I could never have sugar in my tea, no sugar in my Rice Krispie like uh, cereal. But now she's a free for all. I know. Like her great grandkids walk in. It's like ice cream, Coke floats, whatever. Have fun. And it's like, that's not the grandma I had. Is she still (laughs) drinking uh, how many cups of coffee a day? Uh, the other day I asked her, every time I ask her, it's different, but this time it was, she said eight to 12 cups, eight but, to 12 cups. But you, you've seen her coffee. It's like very watered down and it's in these like little six ounce, like, okay. But still it's like, let's yeah. call it 10. Yeah. It's about 10 cups. And then she's doing the longevity coffee now. So it actually has a lot of caffeine in there. And like people are like, where does she get all her energy? I'm like, cause the woman drinks like eight to 12 cups of coffee a day. <laughs> I mean, we got to get some Andrew Huberman going on the effects of caffeine and extending <laughs> your lifespan and your energy. Maybe there's, maybe she's onto something. I, I think she is. Cause she also told me she read in a magazine one time and this was like Reader's Digest 1996. She goes, you know, they said, Coffee consumption can count as your water consumption. So she counts her coffee. In what what magazine? Like Reader's Digest. Reader's like very credible source. A <laughs> journal of medical science. Yeah. And then she goes, later on, I, they came back and redacted that statement. But she still... <laughs> she still abides by it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Grandma Bibbins, Granny Bibbins, uh, can we give her real name away? Yeah, yeah. K. Didier's her real, like Arletta K. Didier's her real name, but Grandma K. Grandma K. Grandma K. Yeah. So when she came to the baptism, she was the star of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She loves it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, getting away from, you know, the details of Grandma, let's get a little bit more serious with it. What did you see? Well, first, did you ever envision her blowing up as much as she did? No. Dude. It was like very organic how he brought her in was just like she was over there and I had this Daryl farm boy character. And then like it was I remember bringing her in as granny. Like Mm -hmm. I had brought her in on actually a TikTok back in like November. There was a song out by this country singer named Trey Lewis called Dick Down in Dallas. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so I I made a TikTok with her just showing her like this song and she's like, ooh, it's got a good beat. Oh, she liked it. (laughs) Yeah, This is like her showing her natural like Uh this is kind of the granny I saw when I saw this. And she's like, oh, that's a good song. I like it. I go, do you know what it said? She goes. No, I have no uh, worldly idea. I said, he's saying getting dick down in Dallas. And she goes, oh, dick down in Dallas. And then she looks at me like this. And I go, you know what that means, right? And she goes, oh. And, like, and that was the video. And in my head, I go. Morals over hussies. Well, I, I didn't envision <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But like I saw, I'm like, there's something here. Like there's kind of this energy about her that I didn't really know as a kid that I'm seeing now. I'm like, maybe something in the future we could do. And then when I was doing Daryl. And one day it was snowing outside and she's like, asked me legitimately to go get her mail because it was snowing and I had my clothes on. And so I went out to do it. And I'm like, oh, so I made a quick TikTok like, oh, granny wants me to go get her mail. So you do this. When granny asks to get a mail, you get it for her. And I walked in and handed her the mail and she was like, thanks, Daryl. And that's how like, 
I'm like, just brought her in like that. Oh, she called you Daryl. Yeah. Like we, and I'm like, there's a character here. Wow. And so then it just turned into like showing her hussy videos. And then can I tell you my first thought of Daryl Bivens? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So we're sitting as a family watching on the TV, on YouTube, watching you. And we were so confused on what you're creating. We're like, this is terrible. What is this? (laughs) And my sister, who's married to Gatlin, was very confused as well. We were all confused. We didn't understand the creativity, (laughs) the creative genius inside what what it was. And it has been, it shows you how much we know, by the way, but (laughs) (laughs) it's been your biggest uh, launching pad. I don't want to say your biggest success because we're going to dive into those things, but it's been one of your biggest uh, impacts you've made through this character. It's genius. I think you're a model that people are following. People are going to follow. It's one thing to be an influencer. It's another thing to be a creator. And you have married the two. You stand by the shirt you're wearing, God, family, country, and your character lives by all those components. He, he lives by those fundamental beliefs of putting God first, your family, and your country uh, at the most important level of your life. And so it's been so unique and incredible to watch because I've gotten a front row seat to see the all the growth that you've had. And what it reminds me is it's no different than an athlete where habits and routines will be a precursor to tell you what success is coming. And you have always been committed to learning. You're an incredible student. And that is one of your biggest skills, I believe, is you're an incredible, incredible learner. You could ask Gatlin anything about history and he's going to give you a fun fact about history. He's going to give you (laughs) weird, weird facts, weird reports, uh, understand so many, too many people's biographies, but stats, stats, (laughs) sports stats. He's literally a library in his brain with all these interesting things, but you're your ability to learn and understand what's going on in your own life has been your biggest leap to success. I think that is your launching pad, utilizing Daryl Bibbins, utilizing Granny's unique and authentic personality, bringing in your cousin who is the funniest person when you hang out with him. You hang out <laughs> with him and you're like, Jarrett, you are the funniest freaking dude. And you <laughs> saw tell him that. <laughs> you saw you saw a way to utilize his humor and his uniqueness and build a brand around it. Mm-hmm. So on the on the surface level, most people see this the humor that you've built and the characters that you've built. But below that, behind the curtains, is where we spend a majority of our conversation. So I'm excited to highlight that uh, today with you. Well, man, uh, I feel like we're just in the podcast now because it was like the best. Uh, like, man, that made me cry because like you think because you have been there from the time I started doing all this stuff to now. And uh, you've seen it. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of these people don't see like what's yep. gone into it all. So uh, I appreciate your uh, your awareness to it. And uh, it means a lot, though, that people see it. I them, think like, uh, people I care about see it. I think I think we're so used to and this is something that I'm overcoming personally. We're so used to linear outcomes. So a linear outcome would be I put in this amount of work and I get this amount of return. And the hardest part, I believe, about the creative side is they're nonlinear outcomes, yeah. but they can come in abundance. So you go through all the same processes. And for anyone out there, there's probably no one 
in the influencer social media game that has as many views as you do and doesn't have a filmer, an editor, a <laughs> producer. You literally do everything. When Daryl, Granny, and, uh, excuse me, Gatlin, Granny, and Jarrett roll up to a place, you would think that they have some sort of crew with them getting all this content done. It's Gatlin holding the camera, which is unbelievable that he's been able to do it this way. But my point is the process that you have is so committed and you don't have a linear outcome because you put the same amount of effort behind every single video. Some do 50,000, some do 50 million and you don't know really what's going to hit, but you have to continue to put in the work. So what is your process there and how do you stay so committed to nonlinear outcomes? Man, really, I I feel like to me, I think if, when I knew I decided I wanted to go into like entertainment and and that industry, I learned from just observing other people, again, learning, like you mentioned that there's, there's paydays and there's no paydays. And there's a lot of more no paydays than there's paydays, which is like your linear outcomes. And for me, I just learned like, well, the more I'm creative, the more I can, you know, that creativity is going to one day produce a result and that'd be the, the outcome. But for me now, it's just like, the more it's kind of hard to, to like conceptualize truly like when you're in this space that we are now the content creation influencer social media space like if we don't put out a video to me like we didn't do our job we didn't do you know people's expecting uh they're expecting an episode from us for the day because i see to me i see this all as like it's a tv show because mm-hmm. that's where my brain is that's where my training is that's how my storytelling capability is but to, to really, the real result is like, how can you make money at something? You know, that's a true business. And once you are able to like, you know, collect a dollar, you realize like, oh, there is a linear outcome to what I'm doing here. And what I've been able to, to realize, we built this world and I learned in the world, you can do, there's so much opportunity for product placement. There's so much opportunity for merchandising your own stuff. And there's so much opportunity to really show people brands, products that can help their lives too within like what then what we do, whether mm-hmm. it's equipment to soda, like granny drinks, the Jing mm-hmm. soda. Um, you know, there there's, and that all has linear outcomes, but it's really hard to see for the people who are watching it. Mm-hmm. But for us, uh, like getting back to your question, like what you're like, how hard is it to keep the process going, doing all this stuff for me? I'm getting to do what I love to do every day. I decide if I want to make a dollar today, sell my own business. Um, yeah, but you didn't start that way. No, but to me, it was, I'm getting to be creative. Mm-hmm. So I get to, that's part of me. Like I got to get that out. And if I don't get it out, I go crazy. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Only way this podcast grows is if it's shared. So please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you feel like it can help enhance their performance in their life. A little karma goes a long way. Let's get back to the show. So like making a video, whether it's with Gate Bart and it's a quick little lip sync video or granny telling a farm fact or me, like us, like we made the one about TikTok getting bananaed, mm-hmm. you know, like that was, they're all different in their own like story they're telling. And they're all like, one's an original concept. One's like literally someone else made this. We're just lip syncing it. And one is granny literally just stating a fact about a product in history. Like no matter what it is, it's that creativity is getting out. So something I'm trying to say is getting out of me. And then that's always kind of what's really driven me is like, I'm getting something out of myself that maybe it's subliminal, maybe it's in my subconscious, um, but we're also entertaining people. And when you really, the likes don't really matter to me, but they do matter because it's like, did we do our job of like 
the message I was trying to get out? Did people understand it? And so I think that's my ultimate, uh, like what I'm doing. So you're trying to entertain, truly trying to entertain people, but to get people to understand, it's like somebody who writes a song, like what are they trying to say? Are people really hearing the message you're trying to say? I, I think really at the end of the day, it's like, are people understanding like, yeah, we're on a farming at a little farm world, but we're talking about something, you know, a little bit bigger than what's happening on the farm, but we try mm -hmm. to bring it down to like, it's very relatable to if you're in California yeah. or New York. So I think with any good coach, you will not have to be serious all the time. Yeah. So a good coach can relate to people and relatability does not have to be funny and jokey all the time. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. It's a mixture of human experience. So our human emotions are all over the place. If we, if everyone was just happy all the time, then there would be Boring. no scale of sad. <laughs> yeah. And we need sad times to make us happy and happy times to make us sad and everything in between. So what I hear you explaining is this, you are very relatable. Now the content, it can make people laugh whether they've never experienced a farm before or they've never experienced uh, beef in the way you've grew up around beef or they never experienced living in Oklahoma. It's very relatable. So I will have some of my guys will check out your content and not realize when we did post together, they were like, how do you know this guy? How do you know this guy? I go, this is my brother-in-law. They'll start watching your stuff and think it's funny because of either their experiences with their cousin, Kate Bart, their experiences with their grandma. And there's a relatability. Now, where I'm driving this and what's going to hammer home this point is what you do and what coaches have to do is they have to relate to their people. They have to relate to their audience to really drive home and hammer home their message. Mm -hmm. Now, you are consistent on something that gets you the least amount of views. I know exactly what I'm talking. I know exactly what <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, that proves to me that you're more about a point than everything being about your likes and your comments and your engagement. It's more so about what kind of message am I providing to my, to my audience and tell, tell my listeners a little bit more about what you do every single week on Sunday. Yeah. So every Sunday we do Sunday night Bible study, mm -hmm. which was initially just Jared was doing these on his own. And I, and I, I saw where his heart was coming out of it, like the intentionality behind it. Um, and it was literally him just reading a verse and kind of breaking it down in the short time frame of 60 seconds that you, you're given on TikTok, any of these mm -hmm. apps. And so when I saw him doing it, it was all on his cell phone, like very low quality. And me, like I'm a stickler for our stuff sure. looking good. And I'm like, hey, if we're going to if you're going to do these things, let's make it look better. Let's get it like let's get that messaging down better. So you, the people who are listening and watching your stuff are really understand what you're trying to say. Cause I knew where his intentionality was behind it. So I was like, we, but he, everything, what's what I love about Jared is like, he wasn't coached. He wasn't trained in the entertainment world and sure. like scripting and that's all this stuff. That's one of stuff. the best parts about him. One of the, and that's, that's truly is what probably holds a lot of people back being creative is that they're so well coached or so mm -hmm. educated that they, they, they almost will just like constrict themselves, constrict themselves. And he has no constriction, which helps me a lot. But I was like, Hey, we can do this better. And then I also saw like an opportunity is like, okay, this is a way to get our God message across to people, whether it's getting a million views or whether it's going to get a thousand views on whatever platform it's on. So how, how it all has gotten to now is like, we sit down, we talk about, we go through like verses that we've read this week. Cause we're both very strong in our faith. Um, and we like, how's this help? How can this be relatable to people? Maybe it's relatable to what's going on in the world right now. Um, and then 
being consistent with is just like, hey, if you really believe in what you're preaching, which we're, we're, we don't preach, that's what, I'm, that's what I like about it is like we're just reading a verse and kind of like this is how we interpreted it. May not always be accurate or right, but we do our best of understanding it. And it opens a sense of dialogue to the audience, which is a lot of our followers. Um, and they express their their appreciation for people who, you know, also say they believe. But most people who say this on social media don't practice with what they preach or so, don't showcase it or showcase it because they're too afraid. And like I've appreciate that, like Jared started doing that because it allowed me to like, hey, that's what I believe, too. And mm -hmm. Who cares what other people think? Who cares? That's about his views? motto in life. Yeah, exactly. And and it's and that helps me also honestly be better at being creative, being a better leader amongst the you know the farm crew, a better business person on our end is like we're just showing people who we really are. And that's mm -hmm. the one time when we pull back our costumes and our hats and show like here's Gatlin, here's Jarrett, and here's the verse we uh we think y'all should hear this week. Yeah. This is a concept I've been really fascinated with and I really haven't heard it from anywhere, but I adopted this thought belief when helping my athletes, but it totally aligns with what you're talking about. And the two components are aligning. How do we align or how do we disassociate our marketplace value and our inner value? Now, let me define what those things are to me. Marketplace value is the value you bring to the market. So for those who don't understand, think business, stock market, that's, that's what I'm saying. Bringing value to a marketplace. As a baseball player, if I throw 100 miles an hour, I all of a sudden bring a ton of value to that marketplace because it is very rare for people to throw 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Now, inner value. That is, for you, what kind of husband am I? What kind of father am I? What kind of brother am I? What kind of son am I? What kind of man of God am I? Those are all your inner values. Now, Something that really stumps people, I believe, because it stumped me and it's made me think really hard is how do my inner values align with my marketplace values and how are they different? Well, if my inner values are out of line, I could still have a ton of value in the marketplace. You could be a pretty messed up human being, but be really valuable in a marketplace. And then on the flip side, but not have great inner value. So what kind of life is that to be lived? merging the two of your marketplace value and your inner value has been the biggest challenge for me because it's clearly established to me growing up in a household with an excellent business owner that he had excellent in my dad had ex has excellent inner value has excellent marketplace value but the two are kind of different mm -hmm. now he was still doing a good service for people but the two weren't aligned as much as i want them to be for my life and the challenge becomes now how do I create more marketplace value that enhances my inner value? So what I value in myself are respect, honesty, work ethic. And that's what I'm instilling in the athletes that I work with and the humans that I work with. But not all the time is that rewarded in the marketplace. And you continue to challenge yourself to align your inner values within your marketplace. Do you ever think about this? All the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard though because you like, especially in like the so called public figure imagery, like if people really know what you think or really, you know, or would they not like you, people do worry about that. And you have to worry about that as a business. You do really like, you know, just look what happens going on in, you know, America right now with people aligning themselves with the wrong, even creators. It can devalue your brand by $5 billion. Mm. You know, so like I think about that a lot because like, 
in the social media space, you can't get too, if you get too leaning one way with like your messaging being, if it's political or if it's, uh, and that's where it's like for us, like we do the faith thing. So people know where we stand there. But if we like bring up too much of our politics or anything, you may also diminish your market value at the same time too. And even though we believe our inner value of what that is, it is like not necessarily right, but is, is like, it's part of our core values of who we are. We do have to kind of like ways, like what's more important here though, like just being the good, wholesome people we are and bringing it, bring the messaging subliminally through that. Or do we really want to tell people like, no, like don't, you know, we're not telling people how to like vote or whatever, but like, do you really, is it worth basically saying, well, this is what I believe. And if you don't believe it, you're wrong. Is it worth saying that to diminish more than to me? It's not just your market value. You're diminishing your brand Mm. and everything, what you stand for. And I, at the end of the day, what I've loved about bringing in granny and bringing in gate bar, you, we hit a lot of different demographics. Um, but the struggle I have with it all is like, in in the long run, you're like, what are we really doing all this for too? You know, if we're not really trying to bring values inner and market, like you were saying, intermingling together. And I think we actually do a really good job of it because we, we literally sell shirts that say our values, our mm. inner values, and there is a market value for us. And what I, what I appreciate about where we niched, we are very niche in our, in our, where, who we are and what we are is the agricultural industry, very, the heartland of America. That's a, basically who we are stuff's made for, but yet granny's followed by Snoop Dogg. It's mm. like, that relatability of family dynamics and, and well, other Snoop Dogg isn't wholesome and middle America. <laughs> probably, probably not, you know, <laughs> no, he's kidding. not viewed that way, but, uh, but, but like our messaging of that somehow hit his team or his people to like, man, she's worth following. Yeah. She's funny. She's funny. An old lady. And then she's over here saying morals over hussies. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you benefited from this. Give the show a follow, share it, and comment what you'd like to hear more of so we can help more people perform in all aspects of their lives. 